Boom. All right. Whatever it means to you, podcast. We're back to our our normal schedule. Got a little off the rails on last episode, episode 50, but we're back at it. Episode 51, starting a new cycle of podcast guests, stories, all that kind of stuff. Just want to uh, thank you all again just for listening to this. It's kind of kind of taking on its own thing. We have a couple places you can hear it now. 30A Songwriter Radio, um, Get the Coast is picking it up. Uh, we just want to give a shout out to just looking at where we can see that our, our listeners are coming from. Of course, we have Pensacola, Niceville, Destin, Fort Walton, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, we have listeners from Mountain View, Tallahassee, New Orleans, Auburn, Boston, Shalimar, Birmingham, Mobile, Bonifay, Prairieville, Gulf Breeze, Aurora, Madison, Denham Springs, Memphis, Navarre, Panama City. Right, just all over the map, man. And that's really cool. Like, I don't... Boston? I don't know people in a lot of those places. <laughs> I don't know anybody in Boston, but thank you. So, yeah, thanks for listening, um, all of you. We, we definitely appreciate it. We're going to keep this going for a little while, um, as long as I'm still living here in Destin, probably, and, and have this office, and, and as long as Shane still wants to do this with us. <laughs> and, of course, as long as you all want to keep listening. So uh, today's conversation was super enjoyable. My friend Kyle Reed came through, got a lot of things going on. And uh, we'd love for you to hear about it. He spent the last year uh, traveling all over the place, uh, doing some teaching and, and all that kind of stuff. But I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let uh, him tell you his story, and we'll just get right into it. Thank you again for listening. Episode 51, Kyle Reed. Yeah, so here we are. We're starting. We're just going to go ahead and start. We got into a conversation, and we're just going to go ahead and continue it right off the bat. My guest, Kyle, Kyle, what's up, man? How's it going? Kyle Reed, WMT guest, the other side of 50. You're our first one on the other side of 50. Wow. 51. 51. Yeah, man. So anyway, we were talking about my posters hanging up. Theodore Vaughn is actually a a musician. He played with uh, Ben Friedman in a project called like Vaughn Brain. Uh, he kind of does like a hip hop kind of thing, but then we okay. were talking about Theo Vaughn. You mentioned the real world, and I'm trying to figure out where he, all that comes from. He, he was on uh, Road Rules. Road Rules. Theo Vaughn was on Road Rules, the, so he turned a Road Rules thing more, into a comedy. The more into tame a comedy version trainer? of Real World. Yes, that's what I'm, I'm reading. <laughs> that's crazy because he's yeah, like a, he he's had, a super well known stand up now. Yeah, he was still in college. He was in college. He was in uh, 2000 when he was in. Uh, road rules. I think you he, know does a, he has a podcast too. Yeah, I that believe. that makes so much sense now because when I first saw him, I was like, "This dude's really familiar," and I put it. Then I just kind of dismissed it, well, and that's it. I've seen him from that. He did he do like the challenges too? Was he in like the road world? Yep, I think the, he was, the yeah, real yeah. world road rules challenges yep. and stuff. Ba- Battle Battle of the Seasons two thousand two, and he was in the Gauntlet. The Gauntlet. That dude, that's crazy. That. Are you a stand-up dude? Are you in a stand-up comedy at all? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I like Dimitri Martin and like yeah. smarter. Yeah, um, but I also all, like like, like all uh, comedy and Bill stuff. Hicks. Yeah, <laughs> I think everyone likes very, Bill. Hicks. Well, not everyone. You either like Bill Hicks or you really yeah. hate him. Yeah, <laughs> I'd say that probably uh, correlates with church attendance too. <laughs> uh, but I didn't know that. I that's kind of weird. I always. Like uh, as far as I understand, like in the stand-up world, people who did other like who ga- who gained fame from other 
reasons and then do stand up. Like comedians don't like it because they feel like it's almost like it's well, it's that it was an easier. option for yeah. them to do it rather than most stand ups who come through who come you know up in the stand up world like that's all they wanted to do was be a stand up. Right. Uh, like Steve O. Steve O's doing stand up comedy now, and like a lot of other comedians actually hate it because it's well once you're in that limelight, it's, it's easy to get you know yeah crowds to your shows. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I guess that it's one way, uh, just like musicians now, the only way musicians can really make money is to tour now. Like, album sales aren't really a thing yeah, anymore. No. That's why you're seeing so many of these, you know, especially guys from the 90s and the Damn early Napster. 2000s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, touring, because that's how they can make their money now. So maybe that's how, you know, people who did have success in the <laughs> entertainment world, you know, that's that's a way they can get into buildings. Like, Henry Rollins does his speaking tours now mm-hmm. to where he does that stuff. Just a different way of, of entertaining people, I guess. So. Is he speaking or is he yelling? <laughs> it's, he's, he's, it's motivational. <laughs> have, have you seen it? Okay. I haven't. He uh, he he had a special that came out like four or five months ago. I believe it was on Showtime. It was all right, but I'm a Henry Rollins fan. Like I've always yeah. Like when I was when I was a teenager, I listened to Black Flag and shit. And his like, show was great. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know that I ever saw his show. Yeah, he had he had a talk show. Uh, hmm. Yeah, it was it's actually really really good. Yeah, he did his open letters for a little bit on YouTube, where he'd write open letters to people, and he he wrote one to Ann Coulter, that was <laughs> that was really sure good. That yeah, who Ann and Coulter? Who, yeah, who? I don't know. Her oh, <clears throat> uh, <laughs> uh, she was a Fox News uh, correspondent for a long uh, time. I don't know. Did she get fired? Didn't she? I don't know. I don't Probably. With, I don't think she's still with Fox News. She made a lot of money though, from like writing books. Like pandering to it, really ignorant people. It, yeah, it, yeah. Uh, did she get fired? Then they're called memoirs. Did she get fired? <laughs> I'm, dude, I'm sure. <laughs> memoirs. <laughs> yeah, she's, she, just, she's just an angry, tall, fucking, tall, super tall, thin, blonde, white, white, yeah. blonde lady. She's okay. just, yeah. And, you know, everything's everything's, <laughs> everything's coming coming after her. Yeah, so anyway, man, we were also talking about, uh, and what we'll get into on this, and kind of why I wanted you to come on here, is to talk about your experience recently. You spent uh, basically over a year outside of the States, correct? I did, yeah. I started out, um, actually my journey over there was a little bit of a bumpy road. It was right when Irma was supposed to hit, and uh, my girlfriend at the time and I were supposed to fly out of... Orlando and connect to Miami. Well, that's where it was like Irma was due to hit. So we had a little bit of difficulty going over, but we started out in Germany and uh, did Oktoberfest, had a really good time there. Um, got to go into like a legit tent with some, some Germans, like was waiting at the bathroom in line and like got in a conversation with this guy who was actually had property in Florida. And so me and him started talking, and all of a sudden, we're just in this tent late night, people dancing on the tables and singing the pretenders and <laughs> all this stuff. Um, so yeah, it started... Did you have lederhosen? I didn't, no. Okay. I slacked really hard. <laughs> um, but yeah, it started out in Europe, and then I went over to Asia and taught for a semester over there in Thailand, and... Hopped around Asia for a little bit, bebopped around, and um, went to Europe, 
after that. Got a gig teaching out in Italy in a summer camp. So no, just to, to clarify, when you say teaching, uh, explain that to our listeners. What kind of teaching you do? Um, so I actually went out there to Chiang Mai to get certified to teach English, but I have a math education degree. So I got hooked up with a company called Befits Thailand, and they wanted me to teach math to Thai students. <laughs> so I, te- uh, I taught 7th, 8th, and ninth graders. So algebra, pre-algebra, and geometry to Thai students. And uh, luckily there was a smart student in each class that could translate because that's well that was gonna be my next question would did you're on a scale of one to ten what's your skill level of speaking thai or uh i can speak a little bit of thai mm-hmm. i mean like I a say, two you're like a two or I'm a three i'm like a two at best <laughs> a three yeah. i'm a solid two plus yeah. like you can say please you can say please thank you uh yeah yeah i can say down, hello be quiet yeah hello thank you directions left right Left is Psy, Guap is right. So I can talk to a cab driver and, you know. What kind of language is it that they speak? It's a tonal language. Mm-hmm. So there's like a rising, a falling, a middle. I think that's it. Again, is the, is the language just, <laughs> Is the language just called Thai, though? Yeah. Okay. That's yeah, Thai. And, and all, of, all of Thailand speaks the same language, basically, for the most part? Yeah, yeah for okay. the most part. Okay. There's different dialects, like... When you're up north in Chiang Mai, like they have different dialect than they do down in Bangkok, mm-hmm. which is South Thailand. So, so yeah, I started out in Chiang Mai, um, <coughs> did a did a TEFL teaching English as a foreign language course. Um, I went over through an agency called Greenheart Travel, and they got me set up with uh, another agency over in Asia called Explore Asia. And so I basically got all my training there through them and got, they helped me with placement and a little bit of language lessons. They did like an orientation the first week and it's really good because you get set up with a bunch of other people. You get to meet other like-minded people. Like there was, I think 45 people roughly. And we were split up into two groups. So we were split up into yellow and white group. That's and racist, man. <laughs> <laughs> Shane, we have me a water, man. Yeah. Uh, well, more water. Oh, you're good. Yeah. We got split up into two groups and did training there for a month, like the whole month of October. And then I got placed down. My first day of teaching was uh, Halloween Day, actually. And uh, what a ride it was. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. like I said, like it's good that I had, you know, one or two really intelligent students who were i mean they spoke better english than me at times honestly. yeah well that was gonna be my next question if you were a two where where are your students at some of them are honestly at a one or a two and mm-hmm. then some of them are at an eight or a nine yeah you know which is amazing and what they'll do is they'll like most thai people will apologize that's like one of the first things they'll do Oh, I'm sorry. My English is not very good. And they'll say that sentence to you, you know, clearly like enunciate and everything. You're like, no, my, my tie is terrible. It's not existent. Yeah. You don't need to apologize. (laughs) Like you're speaking very well. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
Yeah, I taught uh, pre-algebra, algebra, geometry, and for my M2 class, which is like eighth grade level, I had to teach health and uh, African geography as well. <laughs> <laughs> so I got like an extra stipend. So you know some stuff about Africa that you didn't know prior to doing this? Sort of, yeah. So what, they give you a textbook and say this is what you're teaching? Yeah, yeah. So the company gave me like a setup like I got curriculum I got an iPad I had a projector I had AC in my room which is like unheard of for Mm. some of the other people that I got placed with you know um my girlfriend when she was teaching over there she only had a chalkboard and that was it she had no projector she had 50 students to a class and she had a chalkboard and a mic and that was all she had damn so it's like depending on who you get placed with, like who your agent sets you up with, like you could have completely different experiences, mm-hmm. which is kind of wild because we were all, there was probably nine or 10 of us all in Bangkok and we all had different stories. Yeah. Would they, um, would they resent you for that? Like would the other, would the other teachers be like, not really, but I try not to bring it up in conversation. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm getting, because I'm teaching math and like I'm getting a travel stipend and I'm teaching more stuff. So I'm getting a stipend for that. Like, <clears throat> I got paid uh, 45,000 baht per month, which mm. is a, roughly about $2,500 USD. Which is a lot for Thailand. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Because my rent was 225 and I had 24, I was on the 25th floor of a high rise condo. Olympic sized pool, gym. Uh, you were roughing it. So, no, you, no. So, but, so you lived in a place that's comp- comparable to where you live here in the states. For sure. Yeah, I could see the Chow Phraya River from my hotel, yeah. from my room. Climate controlled, all that shit. Yeah, like climate you were, controlled. You were living. You were living good. I was living really good. <laughs> like if I, what I initially thought of teaching in Thailand was like village, dirt road. I would be the only white guy. That's there. what I'm assuming. Yeah, I would be the only white guy there. You know, and I would actually learn. I probably would have learned way more Thai if I would have been in that sort of situation, you know, because um, like when we first started in Chiang Mai, our little neighborhood that we were in, I mean, it was completely Thai, like about the only thing Western about it was they had a 7-Eleven, which they're everywhere. Hmm. Everywhere. I've read that. Yeah, 7-Elevens are everywhere. And they're like a main staple to like get food. Like for 7-11s. sure, outside is like you go there oh, to like eat, dude. Toasties. <laughs> All right, what are no, toasties? They they're basically a grilled cheese, mm-hmm. but they have, I mean, they have just ham cheese. They have uh, like a cream cheese version, and there's all these like little varieties that they have. But they're they put they toast them right there for you in the store. Yeah, and it's how much does a toasty cost? Wonderful. It's like 30 to 40 baht which is it's about 33 to 1 for the for baht to so it's dollar. Like a dollar so it's like a dollar like you get a toasty for a dollar yeah <laughs> so that's that's the late night that's the waffle house yeah <laughs> of thailand <laughs> or yeah. some version of it yeah so you're you say you get beers for a dollar and stuff then um yeah yeah yeah, so beers are beers are like a dollar, dollar fifty. Yeah. Um, if you want Western beers, like they have like Budweiser and Coors and all that stuff, and that's a little bit more. Everything Western is is a little like you'll pay Western prices. Yeah. Like if you go into Center Bangkok, 
and you want like a burger or pizza or something like that or McDonald's, like you're going to pay Western prices. You're going to pay $5, $10 for a Mm -hmm. plate. How often would you eat uh, U.S. food? Pretty often, yeah. um, more than you. Yeah, more than I, more than I should have. Like the first week, you're probably like, I'm eating nothing but what the locals eat, all yeah. that kind of stuff. And then after that, you're like, Man, I'm getting some fucking Domino's. I miss, I miss home. <laughs> I miss home. Um, no, that. But there's so much other food that you can try there too, yeah. which is amazing. Like there's a little India. There's a little China yeah. town. Did you ever get homesick? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and eating that sort of food helped kind of curb that oh okay and then you know just like frequently calling home mm-hmm. i mean these days it's super convenient like with facetime and skype and all that stuff it it's nothing like it used to be yeah where you're man, like I'd... writing letters home <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that's the only communication yeah you know? man i'd like to think that if i went to thailand for a year i wouldn't miss it one bit I'd, like i'd like to think i wouldn't miss any of this i'd be fine i'd be having the time of my life whatever but i'd know probably after a couple of weeks you'd be like you'd be surprised man yeah i'm sure i'm sure it's it's probably a lot different than than what you think it's going to be going there with that mindset but then know? after after a while you get used to it and you you start to love it like when i first showed up there Got off the plane in Chiang Mai. Had a big suitcase. Didn't have a a SIM card. So had no real way of communicating with ExploreAsia with, you know, my company that was supposed to come pick me up from the airport. Had to get Wi-Fi. So I'm in a foreign land, you know, and supposed to meet at this coffee shop and uh, Black Canyon Coffee. And I see no one there. And I had to use the bathroom. Like, okay, I'm gonna go and go and use the restroom and come out and hopefully someone will show up. Well, in Thailand they have it's a it's almost like a bidet, but it's like a a, a dish like a kitchen sprayer. Uh-huh. So <laughs> I get squeezed into this tiny little bathroom stall with my big suitcase and a backpack and the first thing I see is that kitchen sprayer. I'm like, what are they doing dishes in here? <laughs> and there's a tiny trash can. And this is every most bathrooms in Thailand. They you cannot flush toilet paper down the toilet. Their septic system will not handle it mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. So I look at the go to sit down and I look up and they have this little picture. And it says, don't like a diagram. Yeah, a diagram. <laughs> like, don't throw toilet paper down the toilet. Uh, don't stand on the toilet because there there are squatty potties where mm. you actually do stand off to the side and, you know, get down. <laughs> and so I'm reading this and just blown away. This is my first, very first experience. And you had no idea. I'm like, what did I get myself into? <laughs> so. I try to use this kitchen sprayer for the very first time and I sit up and you cannot go straight up and down because when you spray it, it's got, it's got some, some pressure to it. So I start spraying it and immediately my hand just gets soaked. My hand and my wrist is all, all down. So (laughs) I'm frustrated. I put it down and I like take some toilet paper, get wiped up, and I'm like, 
whatever. I'm gonna throw it. I'm gonna throw it away. I'm gonna throw it in the toilet. And so I throw it in the toilet and I go to flush it, uh-uh. and it's not flushing. <laughs> <laughs> so, and there, there was a janitor who was cleaning the bathrooms, and I felt really guilty, but I just had to get get the hell out of there. So I, <laughs> I got my bags really fast and just dipped. just dipped. Yeah. But then, if you fast forward to like the very end of my trip in Thailand, I I missed the bum gun. That's what they call it. Yeah. The bum gun. <laughs> I miss it. Because all you do is you lift your right or your left butt cheek up and do a little couple sprays. Yeah. And then you just pat dry and you throw your toilet paper away. Man, I'm glad you brought that up because I haven't talked about that on this podcast yet. But a year ago, I got a bidet for my bathroom at home. Oh, man. And now, yes. yeah, and now it's completely changed my life. Like, yeah. 100%. Buying less toilet paper, so much less toilet paper. Like problems you have from like over wiping and like getting an irritated asshole and shit <laughs> doesn't exist anymore. Yes. It's the best thing I've ever bought. You can you can get one uh, for seventy bucks. There's a company called Tushy, and you just hook it up to your. It's it's got a split hose on it. Yeah, I installed it myself in five minutes, and you just there's a little button right it next to your toilet, your and you just turn it. You just turn the button, it goes up, and then you just pat. Because there's nothing there. It's just water. So then you're just drying your ass because everything's already cleaned. Yep. It's the best thing ever. It's supposed when, to be more like, hygienic, dude, too. Dude, I went on tour for like three weeks and I was freaking the fuck out. Because <laughs> like I was talking to my wife. I was like, what am I going to do? Because now, honestly, now if I don't have that, wiping like an average American seems barbaric to me now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Especially serious. If you, if you have some left over, yeah. you know, you can't get it all the way out. Yeah. Dude, you're you're wiping have, like six times. Yeah. Yeah. And just destroy. Well, I just killed, just killed about a, a <laughs> yeah. whole pine tree, a longleaf pine. Yeah, yeah. So it's it really is. Um, I've I've looked into buying a travel one as well, <laughs> uh, just just for touring. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm serious. Like when I go on tour or I go on vacation dude, once, or something. Once you use one, you will never want to go back, it's, dude. It's changed. It's changed my life, dude. Like I can't explain. <laughs> Like you never have to worry about like if you got everything like if you got it good enough you're just you're good it's you're you're yeah, clean you we've feel already, so much cleaner we've already discussed it Christina and I she's like I want one of these mm-hmm. for the bathroom all yeah. right me too yeah, for sure I'm seventy glad we bucks, agree man. on that you need to get one it's seventy dollars though yeah dang yeah I think it's like sixty here that, that, no that's worth it man I, have, oh well, god this, it's this so is worth great. it I was just having this conversation two days ago uh, and the um the the marketing of it is brilliant. And yeah. we did, and I did the math, and it was it was something like I was I'm spending like upwards to uh, fifty fifty bucks a month just on toilet paper. Oh yeah, you yeah. gotta. My my wife still goes through it like crazy, but I I don't like, but because yeah. she, she uses it for everything. Well, yeah, you know, I, mean, you still I just buy I, it, th- there's one gonna... purpose that I have for toilet paper. She's got like twenty purposes yeah. that she has. Yeah, starting at sixty nine bucks. Nice. Yeah, it's not it's not awesome. bad at all because I mean, if it lasts you five years or six years or. 10 years. Oh, well, it'll probably last well at least it. that. Just be, it's just a simple, yeah. you just turn little, the, turn the knob. Room. Man, I'd, dude, I'd pay, honestly, I'd pay that amount per month to have that. I'd pay 70 bucks a month to have that thing. For sure. <laughs> Introducing <laughs> the bidet. <laughs> yeah. It's like your Netflix subscription. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they send you a new attachment. <laughs> once a month. Get, water just gets shut off. Honey, Fuck. did did we, did we pay for the bidet <laughs> subscription? <laughs> we, we, <laughs> For my birthday last year, my wife got me um, the toothbrush subscription. Uh, Quip is what it's called. Okay. And every three months, they send us a new battery and a new brush head. And you just take the old brush head off to the battery and throw you a new one. 
How much is that? I don't know. It was a birthday present. <laughs> I wasn't like, how much How much did you pay for this? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to put a price tag on our love. Yeah. Yeah. That so, seems unnecessary. What, the brush heads? Yeah. It's just something you don't think about, and it's an electric brush. <laughs> I feel like I have so many subscriptions now to shit that I don't even know. I don't even know what I have and what I don't have anymore. Yeah. Oh, well, there. I think there's an app for that too that tells you what. <laughs> <I have. laughs> you have to pay. That for tells it, you though. what all you have. Get a yeah, subscription. We're to automated man. Yeah. To keep track of all of your s- subscriptions. I mean, I'm totally, I'm totally guilty of that too. I mean, shit, I don't even go to the grocery store anymore. I've got Instacart. I just, wow. I, I sit. I that's my Sunday morning. I just, I sit. I take a shit. I fucking. <laughs> uh, I, I want this. Wipe like a bread. maniac. I was, well, I, I told like you. He's like a fucking monster. Yeah, I'll schedule it. Three thirty. Here comes mm-hmm. my groceries. Wow. I love it. And someone deli- someone delivers it for you. What do you pay for Instacart? Uh, there's a yearly. You can do it like monthly. Mm. I think I do a year. I think it's like a hundred bucks. Oh. Wow. And it's free delivery. And they shop for you and yeah. do all that. Everything's, everything's, the only... Then you it, tip them? You, yeah, you can. Uh, there's like a service fee included, which mm-hmm. is like 10%, 8%. They get paid well. Yeah. Uh, everything's like a couple cents more than if you were to actually go into the store. But, I mean, it's a convenience fee. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's nothing outrageous. You get, yeah. you're, like, your, your boar's head turkey for whatever it is, <laughs> like, you know, eight ninety nine a pound. It's like, on the Instacart thing, I think it's like, you know... Uh, $9.25. Okay, so they make a little bit on the markup of wherever. And, yeah. and okay, so do you also tell them like where you want them to go get your shit from? Yeah, that was gonna be my. You're question. like, do you, I want it from Winn Dixie? Oh, or? yeah, no, you you pick your thing. You can be. I, I think their services right now it's a uh, Publix. Public Walmart, Publix, Winn Dixie. Publix liquor because you can get your. This is this is what's amazing. That's why I really want. It. I was like, you tell me I can order a fucking sandwich, a case of beer. You can go to fucking Walgreens for me. Grab me some smokes. I don't have to do shit. This is amazing. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Oh, Publix, uh, CVS, Walgreens, uh, Whole Foods, huh? And the liquor stores, ABC liquor store. Wow, man, I'd, I'd hate to admit it because I didn't shop there for years, but I just recently started doing. I got I got really angry with Winn Dixie oh, because I get all my I get all my produce. That's really like I have I I do I eat pretty much five days a week. I eat the same thing for lunch, and then five days a week I have the same breakfast, and it's all. Uh, like it's a lot of greens, a lot of organic veggies and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and like boneless, skinless chicken breast. And I was getting it all from Winn Dixie. I'd go once a week, get all my shit. And after the last time I was there, I walked in, looked at the produce, and I was like, I'm never buying this ever again unless I have to. So I left there and I went to Walmart for some reason. I've, and I'm not, I've not shopped at Walmart unless it's just to get something really quick. But like I've never grocery shopped. Yeah, at Walmart. I try to avoid that place at all costs. Well, man, I went in there. And it blew Winn-Dixie out of the water with their options, everything. Like, you can get frozen organic vegetables now, all that stuff. So I was like, huh. So I downloaded the shopping app, too. And now I just have it on reset to where, like, once a week, I just put in what I need on the Walmart app. Oh, they they Yeah, they put a time in there. And I pull into a parking spot. I say, I'm at spot eight. And like three minutes later, someone oh, from Walmart, out? yeah, someone from Walmart comes out to my truck, and um, like one time I wanted, like I wanted some uh, sweet, po- <laughs> I wanted some sweet potato chips, and she she said we were out of the sweet potato chips, but we got you these veggie chips, and that whatever if they don't have something, they'll either give you the next level up, yeah. Like I wanted two organic uh, 
uh, boneless, skinless chicken breasts, mm-hmm. and they didn't have it, so they had to give me the five pack for the same price as the two pack because they were out of the two pack. So they'll give you like the next level up without charging you for it, and you also can uh, they'll give you they'll go through all your substitutions too. So like if they were out of something that you wanted, they'll show it. Yeah, they do that on the, the Instacart thing. Yeah. yeah. It's life changing. Yeah, it is. And and the first time you do it, there's like a ten dollar off. If you spend fifty bucks, you can put in a code for ten dollars off. And like every time they give you a ten percent off coupon. So I, I do that. So my groceries are not only are they cheaper than what Win Dixie was, but the quality is also way better. And I didn't know that Walmart had all like organic, like good shit. Yeah. I I usually do Publix for my produce. Yeah. Yeah. Publix I would. It's just Publix. Publix is further for Shopping me. Shopping is a pleasure. Yeah. Have you get that shit delivered? Yeah, I guess, man. Get it delivered. It's. I mean, you're you're yeah. one step away from it. You're driving up. Yeah, to <laughs> that's yeah. the only difference. Yeah, but uh, pu- you're just driving. Publix is further though, but Publix is also like twice the cost a lot of times too. Publix is more expensive for sure. I got you. I so. got you. <laughs> but with all the money I'm saving <laughs> on the toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> and we're back. This is good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> this is good content. We've just been talking about groceries and. <laughs> But <laughs> you know what? I hope some of these things have changed people's lives. Though there's probably some there's people there's listening that have never heard of Instacart. Probably someone on Amazon right now ordering a bidet <laughs> and getting their groceries. Yeah. So we left off with you using the squirt hose yep. when you got off of yep uh, out from Thailand. I got off. Got off the plane. Yeah. Um. Got into the hotel room and went to go do the classic fall down on the bed and just smacked onto the bed. <laughs> Thai Thailand beds are the <coughs> hardest, the <clears throat> stiffest beds that I've ever slept on. I mean, I might as well have just been sleeping on the floor the hmm. whole time. It's really interesting. It's like some getting used to, I'm sure, right? Yeah. So if you have a a cushion bed in Thailand, I mean, you're you're set up. Like hmm. people want to sleep. Did your condo have a cushion to bed? It sure did. There you go. Springed. <laughs> Springed up. Could you use that like when you were meeting new people? Be like, you know, I've got a I have a cushion to bed. Well <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was actually um I was actually talking to someone at the time who's now my current girlfriend. Mm-hmm. But um but yeah, if you're if you're looking for a Thai woman and you told her that, I mean maybe it wouldn't have worked. She might not have understood what you were saying, but. <laughs> or she friends. might. <laughs> she might not have liked that. Why is it so soft? <laughs> Are you not a man? <laughs> okay, so you get to stay in Thailand for four or five months? Four, yeah. It was, well, let's see, it was uh, October, November, December, mm-hmm. January, February, March. Okay. Now, what I don't understand is why can't you stay longer? You can. Oh, yeah, okay. Definitely. I thought my my contract ended. I got a good bonus. I ended on a good note. Um, like I was saying earlier about like different experiences that people have. Um, getting a work permit for some people is really hard. Uh, luckily, my agency was was really good in that respect of. You know, getting me set up with a work permit, making sure I was legal to teach over there, mm. um, because they're really starting to crack down on people that don't have work permits and they're deporting them. Um, but no, I <clears throat> I ended on a good note. I felt I felt like it was it was a a good exit point. So, and I had met someone, and we started after 
After Bangkok, we went up to Chiang Mai for one last hurrah. We did uh, Songkran, which is their New Year's. Okay. It's in April. And if no one's been to Thailand before and you're looking for a time to go, you should go middle of April. Prices are a little bit more expensive, but you're going to have the best time, especially if you go to Chiang Mai, mm-hmm. because it's it's a week-long celebration. And so their New Year is... It's like a water festival. It's you're you're cleansing off everything that happened, you know, from the last year, and uh, you get don't wear anything you don't want to get wet because mm-hmm. you get squirt guns and they have trucks that drive around and they have trash cans full of cold water and people just it's it's a water fight. It's a week long water fight mm-hmm. and it's the funnest thing yeah, that I have ever experienced yeah. in my life and. There was only like a couple people that I saw that had like probably just gotten in and weren't aware of it. And so they had all of their stuff <laughs> on their back and they were just getting buckets thrown on them and people were just laughing at them and like <laughs> just, just didn't have a care. Um, but yeah, so we did we did Songkran for our last last hurrah, and then we hopped around Asia. We did uh, Korea, Vietnam, Malaysia, Singapore, and back to Thailand. And then, <clears throat> how hard is it uh, getting things done? Uh, just feeling comfortable being in a new place like that. How how tough is it? Going from place to place to place because I mean I'm assuming that that Vietnam is still quite a bit different than Thailand and Thailand's quite a bit different than Korea. Absolutely, uh, going from Thailand to Korea, it, it's it's a world apart. Mm-hmm. You know, even though it's like a six hour flight, but it's a it's a world apart. It's such an organized city. I mean, even down from the finer details of their crosswalks have directions to them, whereas in Thailand you'll be lucky to well more so in vietnam but like you'll be lucky to find a crosswalk Mm -hmm. in you know some of those countries um but no it's it's relatively simple as soon as you're over in southeast asia it's so affordable to travel between countries yeah like it's you know 50 dollar flights yeah, but I'm talking about like even you know making sure that you have food and like restrooms and and hotels and that you're in a spot that's you know safe that you aren't going to be taken advantage of. And honestly, know. I've never felt safer being over there. Yeah, especially in Thailand, because they're not confrontational. Honestly, I mean, obviously, there's going to be a couple places that like South Bangkok is really sketchy. Mm-hmm. It's you know very slummy, but. Like I said, I've I've never felt safer being mm-hmm. over there. Um, the people are just so welcoming. If you speak the smallest amount of Thai to them, oh, you speak Thai, oh, gang bak, gang bak, which is very good, very mm-hmm. good. You know, no, I just said Sawadee up. I just said hello to you. And yeah. That's it. You know, <laughs> um, it definitely does take adjusting. You know, just like anything, but. Uh, as long as you're open to it and you are just receptive of the, this is a different culture, this is a different way of life, mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean it's wrong or right, you know, yeah. um, you'll get used to it. 
Yeah. Um, do they? Do, so they like Americans. They do in Thailand. Do yeah. they, I've heard. Do they? Do they treat you uh, almost in like a, like put you on a pedestal almost for being American? Yeah. I know there are certain places yeah, that do that. Yeah, and I've heard that in, about Thailand. In some ways, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. How weird is that? Uh, it's you're kind of almost looking in a mirror though because you yourself are looking at certain like people at food stands or something and you're taking pictures of them. Oh, this is so interesting. You know, your entire family is living in this house. You have a food stand out front. You, you know, you're you're and you're surviving and you're you're thriving. You're yeah. happy as can be. You have this massive smile on your face. And so you're taking a picture of that or you're looking at them, but then the same thing, they're looking back at you. Oh, you're from America. Like how, what is that like? I, I've never been there. Like, mm. you know, they're super interested in what, you know, what your life is like. So it's, it's kind of, you're kind of, like I said, you're kind of looking in a mirror almost. Mm-hmm. What, what's their, I wonder what they, do they follow American politics at all? They know Donald Trump. Well, that's no for sure. shit. Yeah, <laughs> but what's what? What do they think of, of him? Because I, I know a lot of times in some in some foreign areas, like presidents are U.S. presidents are praised. They like so. Barack Obama. Okay. A lot. Yeah. And Donald Trump is just kind of a punchline to them. Honestly. The opposite. <laughs> yeah. Um, like Christina's I, students. I feel like that's everyone now, though. Yeah. Christina's students would always just go, "Teacher, Donald Trump." <laughs> that would be the answer to everything. <laughs> what are what are something that you wear that aren't pants but are Donald Trump? <laughs> Donald Trump or um who is the other one? Oh gosh, it's the it's the wrestler, John Cena. John Cena. Oh, <laughs> so, really? I mean, I guess So you know, Donald Trump if, and John Cena are like what they associate. Yeah, if they're comparing <clears throat> which hmm. which I guess is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah, that that's great though because I have you been to Mexico before? Haven't. No, it's kind of the opposite, man. They don't they don't like white they don't like white people. Yeah, they don't want you there. You know, Ooh. you know it's it's a yeah. Imagine that. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, imagine that. Um, but there were you know, and that's that's a generalized statement. I, I wasn't treated poorly by everyone, but a majority, right. Like they don't they aren't interested in what you have to say they aren't interested in helping you if you don't you know they're trying to they're trying to get your money for sure yeah um but aside from that that's really that's really about it you know i mean there's there's pockets where you'll find that people are just trying to take your money like you're saying Mm -hmm. like if you go to calson road which is bangkok's version of bourbon street on steroids <clears throat> there's people trying to sell you a massage or a suit or there's little just they have little carts in front of them and they're like they just have all these zippo lighters and yeah suits are a big thing right? yeah yeah definitely yeah like, I've, I've heard that like actually my my dad and i he came over to visit so that i could show him around um and we were downtown bangkok um near the near the grand palace and we tried to go into the Grand Palace, but it was closed to to Farang, to foreigners. And so we're walking around, and I'm trying to find something else to do. And this guy, you know, kind of smooth talks us and comes over, and I start talking a little Thai to him. He's like, oh, yeah, you speak Thai. And 
I'm like, oh, Ben Kuru Patum Tani, which is I'm a teacher from Patum Tani. And he says, oh, oh, yes, yes. Um, you have to you have to go on this, you know, tour. I'll take you to, you know, these three temples. And it's going to be a tuk-tuk ride, which is uh, like a little golf cart. Mm. And he says, 300 baht, which is unheard of. You know, it's a really good deal. Yeah. Oh yeah, and, and I had wanted to take my dad on a tuk-tuk ride, so we hop in, we start going, and we get to the first temple, and um, he, the guy, had mentioned something about, oh, you're a teacher, you need suits, you know, you need, you need suits, you look very good, you know, and I hadn't really thought anything of it, you know, well, no, I don't need suits. He's like, we'll take you over to this market, and so I'm thinking we'll just drive past this market, like it'll, you know, won't be anything. Well, we get to the first temple. And he had to use the bathroom. And so we were sitting in the tuk-tuk. And this uh, Thai man was sitting on the sidewalk. And he said, oh, you know, how are you guys doing? You know, what are you up to? And, uh, oh, we're taking this little tour. And he kind of gives us this, like, indirect warning. Like, oh, well, do you know why the tuk-tuks are so cheap today? Because they're kind of in cahoots with the suit shops. So what they'll do is they'll drive you around, but they have to stop at said suit shops, and you have to go in, and they tell you that you look like James Bond, and, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you look like Tom Cruise. You look like James Bond, and I had, like, I was sweaty, and I had basically PJs on, because you have to wear long pants to get into temples. So I had pajamas, pajama pants on, flip-flops, and a sweaty, like, gray t-shirt, Oh, you look like James Bond. <laughs> no, no, I don't look like James Bond. Um, but yeah, so getting back to your point, suits are like a really big thing. Like they'll try to sell you suits. I actually got one made in uh, Hoi An in Vietnam, and it was only this is a custom tailored suit. It was two eighty. Yeah. 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 I haven't gotten to wear it yet. I'm supposed to go to Biloxi. Next week, so I'm gonna oh, wear it. Then. Yep. Where are you, where are you going to Biloxi for? It's my birthday next week. Oh, happy birthday, man! Thanks, man. Where are you going to? Uh, where are you going to Bow Hard Rock? We're staying at the Golden Nugget. Okay. And then we've got some friends coming over there, staying at Treasure Bay. So we'll have kind of yeah a good a good span. Yeah, sweet. But yeah, we 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 generally make all the stops. Go to the Palace. Go to the Bow. Go to the Hard Rock. Yeah. What's your game? What do you play? Um. If it's a big group of us, we we like to play roulette. Okay. If we can all get on the table, you mm-hmm. know, so at least someone's winning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I also like blackjack too. Yeah, yeah, um, those are basically the same, the same that I play. I've tried to do craps before, but I just. Me too. Yeah, I'd I can't to throw the dice s- yeah. far enough, or I throw them <laughs> off the table, or I just seven out. And, yeah, and, and then you just make people mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you have no <laughs> idea what's going on. Yeah, there's so many bets mm. on the table, and they yeah. have all this like lingo and stuff. I also play pie gal, which I don't is know like what that a is. Vietnamese poker. Okay, you have a so there's a seven card hand that you have, and you have a low, a high hand, and a low hand. So a five card hand and a two card hand, and what you're trying to do is you're trying to beat the dealer on both hands. If you only beat him on one hand, then it's a push. You don't lose any money. So it's kind of a good way to let your money, you know, <laughs> yeah. span what out. What kind of money know? do you bring when you go gamble? 
um, do you go? Are you frequent? Are you a frequent gambler? No, no. Okay. No. We usually go on like birthdays. Okay. That's about all. That's about all we do. Um, I'll usually bring like five hundred bucks. Okay. You know. Yeah. I think is like my max that yeah. I like to top out on. Yeah. Sometimes I've I've brought a little bit more, and that's called getting beat down. Like if you. If you pull out money from the ATM, mm-hmm. then you get beat down. <laughs> you know? Yeah, man. Last last time I went, I I got beat down, and uh, I ended up. Uh, I have limits on how much I can take from from each one of my cards, and uh, I ended up like like using three or four different cards. Just kept mm. taking money out, dude. Fuck so it, like I spent like twelve hundred bucks. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, I lost every every penny. Yeah, but th- uh. you know what? That's the first time I've probably been in the casinos since since I turned, you know, twenty one or what is it, eighteen or twenty one? I don't I don't remember. But I've probably been thirty or forty times. Wow. Like I, I probably go three or four times a year. I'll go gamble, and normally it's like three hundred bucks. Is normally you know three to five hundred is what I'll take out to go. That's a good amount. Yeah, yeah, but and and this is the fir- like I used to when I first started going. I would take all my cards out and leave them. I wouldn't bring them with me. <laughs> and God, but I never had the problem. I never had a problem with it. Like out of all the times I've gambled, I've never gone back and just used all my cards. I've just right. been like, that's it. It's over. I lost that money. <laughs> this and this was the one time that I was like, oh, I'm not having it. Like I'm gonna get I this money back. back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm gonna get this money back. So I, I ended up just going and and ever since ever since then I was like, that's it, I'm done for at least like at least like a year or so. I'm just not gonna step foot into a casino. I just don't yeah. wanna I don't wanna lose money anymore. So there was a ton of casinos. Like they had one in South Korea, um which we, we had our friends with us, uh, who we met in, in Chiang Mai and they're uh fluent Korean, you know speaking they're korean um (laughs) (laughs) that's got to be such a help yeah it was huge i mean they told us what to eat they helped us you know order the food get us around all that stuff uh but we were like really tempted to go and and gamble but it's kind of on a budget yeah but like there was there was a casino in Korea. You just got your bonus and shit. Yeah, <laughs> but it had to, I had to stretch it out, man. I mean, honestly, that the bonus and my security deposit that I got back, it lasted me from March till we were in Europe in like middle of June. Oh wow! Yeah, maybe even July. Maybe even and you were July. traveling the whole time. And I was traveling the whole. That's time. That's great. We were staying in, you know, hotels and hostels. Um, we only stayed in a hostels like a few times Mm. um but yeah really nice like three-star hotels airbnbs all that stuff um like i said asia's super cheap yeah it's where it's where to be like commuting and yeah we we got a plane ride uh in malaysia from kuala lumpur to langkawi it's like a little island uh a little like beach town but it was eight dollars one what? way. <laughs> what? So it was like after like tax tag and title, all that stuff, it was like $20 yeah. round trip. <laughs> yeah, man. It'd be great. Like we were talking before this, our friend Travis just took off to go for like four months. And uh, I, j- I just wish, I'm hoping that maybe in the next three or four years, I'll have the freedom to take a significant amount of time. You should. Away. You should. And just do that. You know, I want to do like a month on some kind of like hiking trail or something. Like either yeah. probably in the States 
Uh, but then I'd want to definitely go backpacking for three or four months and just, you know, take off, catch a flip flown with mm-hmm. a with a little <laughs> with a with an international you know SIM card on well, it that you can just make phone calls on. You know? Well, honestly, I mean, they, it's super easy if you have an iPhone to just get a SIM card. Like they mm-hmm. have them. Like as soon as you land in the airport, they have all sorts of SIM cards that yeah. you can get, and they're affordable. You know, um, like. 10 to 20 bucks. I don't know how much they'll be in a few years, but they're relatively affordable. And especially, you know, most places in Asia have Wi-Fi. Like mm-hmm. they're really yeah. like good about having Wi-Fi at their restaurant. So if you go and get a cup of coffee, you can, you know, yeah, like plan out the rest of your day. Yeah, you basically. can catch up. And that's basically what we did. Like we were kind of, you know, flying by the seat of our pants. We mm-hmm. were, we had like a loose plan of where we wanted to go, what countries we wanted to see. But as far as like staying in places, I mean, we sometimes would book it like the night before or two nights before. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, yeah, or, or even day of, like we, we don't have a place to stay tonight. Yeah. Check it out. Well, we almost, we almost had to leave. We were in, uh, in Hanoi. We were at the Hanoi backpackers hostel and they give you, it's $9 a night and it's, the only one that I have seen that's like this, it's a, it's double bunk beds. So two people can sleep in one bunk bed. Now, usually in hostels, it's full beds, and you, like, they're really strict on it. You cannot have anyone else in your bed. And we found out why that night, because <laughs> I had fallen asleep, and Christina was up. And I woke up probably one thirty, two o'clock, and ripped the curtain out, went to the bathroom, came back, and she's on her phone, like, typing something out. And I look over, and it's this this couple, because we're, we're bed to our left, bed in front of us, and then we're sleeping, like, pretty much right in the middle. And she's like, this, this couple in front of us came in, and they started getting an argument about the guy who was trying to buy drugs and like left her at the bar in Hanoi and she's really upset at him. Well then the bed to the left, this, I don't think they were a couple. I think they were just, it was a one night stand, but they started having sex. And so then this front couple quieted down and like tried to go to bed. So it was just a quiet room of, (laughs) you know, (laughs) Sex noise. Oh, that's like got to be gross. the worst. And you have to like you're sitting there and you can hear it and you're like, oh yeah, right I mean next springs, springs going at it. <clears throat> oh, that's shitty. And uh, so she's typing all this out, and as I'm reading it, he he starts up again, and just like you don't hear them talking, you know, you just hear hear noises and grunts and. <laughs> And you're, I mean, I could reach out and like tickle his feet, you know, I'm like, I'm that, I'm that close. I'm like, oh, this, oh, this is, sucks. and she's like, um, the reason I brought this up is cause she's, she was saying, if it doesn't get better, we're going to have to stay at another place, you know? So we would, we would have had to book another place, but luckily they, uh, the guy left. I mean, he was, I saw him in the morning. He was a dreadhead. Like, sub dude. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're the reason that I don't like backpackers. <laughs> you're it right here. Elephant pants and just what are tank elephant, top. What are elephant pants? Oh god, it's are those what like the, the like what the wooks wear? 
Are those it's like pants? it's really like touristy thing that you because, like I mentioned earlier, you can't have shorts when you're in, yeah 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 when you're in a temple. You have to be respectful. You have to cover your shoulders and your knees, and so there's all these places that will sell elephant pants, like pajama pants. Yeah, okay. And just like really loud, busy logos of oh, okay. you know yeah you've seen them yeah um. So yeah, that's just kind of a running joke between all of us. It's like, oh, you got elephant pants on and <laughs> kook, <laughs> farang, like tourist. <laughs> oh, and they actually like they have elephants on them. Yes, yes. Like, the signs are <laughs> that's actual. why they're. <laughs> yeah, okay. we didn't really stretch too far for the <laughs> making fun of. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so then you, uh, so as you're going through all your adventures, then you end up in Italy, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah, so through the same company, uh, shout out to Greenheart Travel, we, that was the company that helped me get to Thailand. We were, we weren't really sure what we were going to do next, but we know we didn't want to go home just yet. Um, so we were looking around at different options like Wolfing, possibly. Or, like, woofing in Hawaii, I think we had on the table for a little bit. Woofing? Woofing, which is, like, uh, working at an organic farm. Okay. And you, you know, do what whatever needs done, odd jobs, and they pay for, you know, you to stay there, and they feed you. And that's basically all you get. You're basically volunteering to help them, you know, build a fence or mm-hmm. look after chickens, whatever. Okay. So, woofing was on the table. And then this uh, Italy summer camp, like, teaching job came up, and it was paid. So they paid for room and board, and you get three meals a day, and then you get a stipend at the end of your contract, like 1200 roughly. So we applied for it and got set up with it, um, which is through... Did, could you apply as a couple, or did you have to do it so individually? That, that was the thing, because they only wanted college students like fresh out of college so Mm -hmm. like the people that we ended up with i was the old man there um so most of them were like 18 to 23 or 24 okay um but we went in we emailed them saying you know we're applying for this as a couple if you don't you know if one of us doesn't get it then we're both not going so we luckily got that job and that brought us through uh, middle of June to like first week in August, and we got to hang out in Italy. Um, we did Bardonecchia, which is like way, way north Italy, kind of near the French border. So we got to see the Alps mm-hmm. every single day when we woke up. Yeah, wow. Super like clean air, like complete opposite of Bangkok, which is like their air quality is terrible, mm-hmm. like really terrible. Um, Why is it so bad? Do they burn their trash? Is that a thing? Yeah. I know they do that in China. They and just burn just, their fucking trash. Did you know that? Well, and they, they blame it on... they. One of the things is they blame it on China. They're like, oh, the air coming down, it's, it's mm-hmm. from China. Yeah. No, but it's. I think it's just the, the traffic, the amount of people that are there. I mean, there's just gobs and gobs mm-hmm. of scooters and cars and... Yeah. I mean, three so I, three just, lanes turns into six lanes easily. It's like a like a um like a I don't want to use the term dirty, but I mean physically dirt, like yes. a dirtier LA. Like when you when you watch the sunset, I would 
try to take like time lapses of the sunset and the the sun would be up pretty high oh it's going to be really nice and then it would get down to a certain point and you'd like right when it hits the like skyline like the the cityscape it'll just disappear like the the mm-hmm. sun will change colors from like uh orange to a red yeah. and it's just that you can see it it's like a line it's a smog line wow um so yeah uh being in Bardenecchia, like the air quality is like super nice pine trees everywhere really nice weather cooled down at night um we did that for four weeks and then we got a week off and uh went down to tuscany region so marina de massa kind of near pisa and we did that for three weeks which yeah. was incredible i mean the gelato home, huh? yeah well i i did uh paris for about nine days and then came back to italy uh my dad flew out and we did uh Torino for two days, Bergamo for two days, and then Venice for two days. Then I went to, took a bus to Trier in Germany, basically where I started full circle, went back and visited my friends, Mitch and Angela. Mm-hmm. Shout out to them for letting me be a bum for like 10 days Yeah, there. Um, and then he took, he was a, a saint and like drove us around. We did Luxembourg, uh, Belgium. Amsterdam, and then back to Paris, and I flew out of Paris to Orlando. Jeez, so in a year you saw the, you saw a huge. It was, it was so much. So yeah. like when you when you asked me in the beginning, like you know to to talk about it, it's like where do I even begin? Mm-hmm. Like it's overwhelming, and it's you know it's been like probably four months since I've done anything. Just like where do I, where do I even start? Yeah, there's, <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. Are you itching? I'm. Yeah, I am itching to go to go back yeah um i'm at a good spot in my life mm-hmm. i met someone really nice and well, so i was gonna say you've referenced her a few times on this podcast yep. so uh, i would assume that that's that has to be a consideration now yes that it's absolutely. not just uh, it's not just whatever you want to do that it's, yeah you have to consider someone else so, so we're we're thinking you know stateside for right now major city um denver chicago new york somewhere Somewhere we can both find work and live comfortably and like what we're doing. Yeah. So that's what's on the the plate next. But yeah, man, I I think about it a lot. I think about it all the time, like uh, just where like where I was a year ago. Yeah. Is you know because I'll get some sort of reminder or like memory or something. Yeah. Like oh well, this time last year I was doing this. Yeah. Well, chances are you aren't going to be able to do that again. No, no, it was, it was once, not, not to like be a bummer. It was once in a lifetime and like, I you know? really, I really soaked it up yeah. and, um, yeah, it was just incredible. And I, you know, highly suggest it to whoever's listening, maybe like two or three people. <laughs> <laughs> hey but man, to, we're, we're actually, we're, we're getting listeners on this. Man. Okay, cool. It's kind of weird. Um, it, it, it used to. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who um, the hell is Kyle Reed? Who cares? Um, we used to shut up about bidets. <laughs> <laughs> but just the the only stats that we can really confirm are like SoundCloud stats. Oh, okay, but gotcha. we also we're broadcasting on several different platforms. But the only thing that we can really see concrete stats are from SoundCloud. And I remember 
like a few months into it, one of our first episodes got a hundred listens, and we were like, "Whoa!" <laughs> and now, like, they're getting a hundred listens pretty quickly now. Yeah. Um. You know, within the the you know a a pretty quick amount of time of each one being yeah. released. So that's definitely we're thankful for that, man. And it's it's really um not so much anything we're doing is just bringing interesting people like you guys on here who have a compelling story to tell and just well, having a conversation having with them, man, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I, I want to do what you did. Yeah. You know, and I was so close. Like I remember like right when I graduated college, that was one of the options was doing the T-Salt thing Yeah. because I knew so many people that did it. Our friend Mike did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brooks and Laura did it. The, the cut they owned, uh, Burrito del Sol, yeah. damn it. Yeah. Um, they, they did it and just had really, really great stories about it. Um, it'll, it just changes you. Yeah, you know? for sure. Um, so I don't know. I'll have to figure it out sooner than later because I'm getting old as shit. But like I'm gonna have to figure out a way to get over there for at least like three or four months. I mean, if you go yeah. over there and you teach, um, I was thinking about this the other day because uh, it's right around Christmas time. Last so for their uh, like Christmas assembly, uh, they didn't have anyone to dress up as Santa, and uh, the senior teacher there, David Honey, shout out to David. He's from New Zealand. An older cat, you know, he's uh, his wife is Thai. He's been there for like 14 years. <clears throat> he really showed Celia and I the ropes. Um, Celia's the uh, girl that I taught. She taught science mm. with me. So luckily I had a... I haven't mentioned her yet, sorry. <clears throat> this is a really long story, and if you know me, this is like kind of classic me. Um, but anyhow... Um, we were for Christmas assembly. They're like, well, we need someone to dress up for Santa. And so David's like, I'm not doing it. And so I was the only other, really the only other male in the English program. So it got put on me, but I really got into it. Like I brought like a blanket from home and they gave me the full outfit. And, uh, there was supposed to be another, there was supposed to be Thai staff that was going to be Santa as well. But he called out. So, like, right as they're about to, like, bring me down, and I have just, like, hundreds of screaming Thai kids. They're like, by the way, uh, you're the only Santa, so you're going to have to throw out two sacks of candy. And, like, they just had, like, candy and snacks and and stuffed animals and keychains and whatever else. Is Santa Santa white in Thailand? He was that day. Or or Santa Thai? (laughs) He was that day. They don't really celebrate christmas but they it's just kind of a novelty for them okay um but yeah i i full voice and everything ho 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 <laughs> merry christmas and like had to get on the mic too <laughs> and like i was just i finally felt what it was like to be the beatles because it was just if you've ever heard thai girls screaming it's like the highest frequency scream <laughs> And it was hundreds, hundreds of them doing that. Teacher, teacher, please. You know, just like, I'm just like, I'm throwing stuff out, like trying to distribute correctly. And then I have like two or three Thai staff like telling me like, oh, no, you need to go over here and and throw some to them. And all of my students that are in the English program are like, teacher, teacher, come on, like, give me something. Like, hook us up. <laughs> yeah, we know yeah. You. <laughs> yeah, we know who you are. All these kids don't don't know who you are because it's in that school it's they have an english program which the parents pay for so they take thai classes and they also take uh english classes 
you know, uh, science, English, and math. And then we did history and health. So uh, the girl that I mentioned earlier, Celia Thurman, she taught science with me. So luckily I had some, I had a partner in crime because I don't think if I would have had her, like it would have been that much tougher, Mm -hmm. you know, to get adapted and all that stuff. Um, But yeah, so all the, there's only like 70 students that actually take the English program. And then the rest of the students are there and like they kind of see you and they like, you know, talking and all that stuff like they they know who you are really like strangely well they know like a lot about you that you wouldn't think um but yeah most like all those other students are just the same thing just please please (laughs) give me something and it's like it's just you know laffy taffies and like (laughs) stuffed animal keychains but it was it was a great experience yeah (laughs) you got to be santa that's awesome man have you have you seen the clip of uh What's her name? Uh, uh, the newscaster. It's like Santa's white. Just face it. Oh, what oh is yeah. It? What's her name? Um, oh, Ann Coulter. Th- no, no. But it's super famous. She's Megan Kelly. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. Have you seen that one? Yeah. Uh, yeah. When she's uh, she's saying something like, you can look it up real quick. It's a really quick clip, but it's 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 a Fox News clip, and it's uh, Megan Kelly, basically. Saying, get over it, Santa's white. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so awesome. Make-believe character is is definitively yeah. a certain race. <laughs> it's the silliest, oh, silliest thing I've ever, yeah, I've ever seen. Yeah, really it's silly. So, well, cool, man. Um, uh, I guess real quick, let's talk about your music thing, kind of, because that's kind of how you and I, I originally connected yeah. through, um, I believe, our friend uh, Derek. Yeah, Black, Derek old Wilson. black blackest of wolves. Shout out to Black Wolf. <laughs> and then it was it was Blake Rock too. Yeah, like kind of a mix. Yeah, yeah, mix yeah. of them. Um, what sh- I mean, I s- should I go from the very beginning or just? Yeah, yeah, sure. Just kind of how you got started, what you do. So my cousin gave me a like little Fender Squire, you know, cheapy guitar. Uh, when I was 18, he had just gotten himself uh, a K guitar from a pawn shop, and he a talked K? a K guitar. Yeah, K A Y. Hmm. Um, I don't know what that is. They're they're actually is pretty it an good. Acu- is it an acoustic? It's like they have acoustics and they also have electrics. Mm-hmm. Um, so he had gotten that and he was going to work on it and put some pickups in it and all that stuff, and so he taught me like. He was really into Nirvana, so he mm. taught me "Come as You Are" on this Fender Squire, and he said, "You know, as long as you don't give it away or sell it, which <laughs> I have, but <laughs> <laughs> with his permission, or? yeah, okay, no, no, um, oh, no. <laughs> just not at all. Wimpy exclusive. You but, heard it here first. <laughs> um, but yeah, he said, as long as you don't give it away or sell it, you know, I'll let you have it." Mm. So I learned on that, and then um, I ended up getting, which kind of led into me just, like, looking up tabs and, like, you know, doing going on Ultimate Guitar and, like, looking up my favorite mm-hmm. songs. And it developed into getting an acoustic guitar, like a, a Martin, which is the one I have here today, and just a world apart, like, difference, you know, as far as, like, the sound being dynamic and all that stuff. And, mm-hmm. um, led into me... 
uh, starting to write music loosely and just kind of self-taught. Um, I've taken a guitar course at Northwest Florida through, I think his name is Chris, Chris Nita. Um, but yeah, pretty much just self-taught and play covers and just kind of for my own enjoyment. Yeah. And it's been a while since I've actually written any sort of new music. I thought going over there, um, traveling and stuff would inspire me, but I really just, I had a guitar while I was over there, but, um, nothing really too substantial developed. Yeah. Did you, uh, did you travel with a guitar or did you just, uh, get one while you were there? So I had one in Bangkok. Um, I wandered around and found this, uh, Washburn at a little market and got it. And it was, uh, I think I bought it for like $84 and I actually got to play at the, the Christmas assembly. We had to do like a music lesson or not a music lesson, like an English lesson every Tuesday. And, uh, I played jingle bells for the whole school. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we asked questions afterwards, but no, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't able to travel with a guitar. Um, I had a skateboard, which, um, (laughs) that's a story in and of itself, trying to get that thing checked in to every single flight. We, we went on like 12 or 13 different flights and every single time it was, I don't think we can check this thing. So, um, yeah, it was just a big pain in the ass. Mm, like the, they aren't familiar with it. Like it's not protocol. They don't see that all the time. I guess not. Hmm. Cause every time it was a, it was a hassle, yeah. but no, I ended Strange. up, I ended up selling my, my guitar off to someone in Chiang Mai, um, to like a, you know, person who was learning. Yeah. So, um, wish I could have brought it back cause it was a really good looking guitar and, um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. And cool, man. And if you, uh, depending on what your future looks like, people can probably see you playing out about if you're still going to be here in March or so. Yeah. So if other ends still around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see. I hope, I hope so. I think, uh, I don't know what their plans are. I can't speak on anything, um, really about what they're doing. Gotcha. So, um, well, cool, man. Do you want to, do you want to play a song or? Sure. Uh, before you do, well, do you have do you have the clip lined up for us, Shane? I think, I think yeah. he, I think he watched it for himself and was like, mm. <laughs> I was making sure that's what it was. And when I saw this headline, I kind of laughed and I said, oh, this is so ridiculous. Yet another person claiming it's racist to have a white Santa, you know? And by the way, for all you kids watching at home, Santa just is white, but this person is just <laughs> arguing that, that maybe we should, we should also have a black Santa. But, you know, Santa is what is. he is. And just so you know, we're just debating this because someone wrote about it, kids. Santa is what he is. <laughs> He's white. He is what he is. This fictional character. She said, Je- she said Jesus was white, too. Did she really? Oh yeah. Oh. Damn. God damn, Megan oh, Kelly. She's uh someone gave uh she left she left Fox. Yeah. Someone gave her a bunch of fucking money. And then they just got rid of her as well. Actually, who? Uh, didn't she go to CNN? Uh, I think it was MSNBC. MSNBC. It was either MSNBC yeah. or CNN. Whoever it was though, it didn't work out like they thought it would. They were like, "Yeah, we'll bring her here. It's going to be great." And everyone's like, "No, she still sucks." <laughs> It's an original tune, it's called Tuning Up. 
only the second uh, live song, I think, right? The, yeah, the only one, think, other, other think, one I can think yeah, of is Reed, Reed, right? Yeah, Reed. Too much of a story. Um, <coughs> it's just called cruising, and uh, it's like one of the first few songs that I wrote.
All right, Kyle Reed, ladies and gentlemen. Sweet. Thank Thanks, you, man. Thanks Appreciate you coming on, dude. Absolutely. Uh, you're going to have to come back next year uh, after your next adventure. Okay, cool. And, uh, yeah, deal. And come make everyone uh, jealous. Come tell long yeah. stories. Yeah. <laughs> no, th- dude, that's exactly what this is for, though. Cool. You know that's that's exactly why this podcast was created. Uh, you're you're an ideal guest, man. I appreciate your time. Thanks for coming in. Thanks, Episode guys. fifty-one in the books. Kyrie, ladies and gentlemen.